0: Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor show.
1: Tighten your life vests, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula.
0: Good morning. New intro. How's everybody like that? I wonder if Richard Sims heard that.
1: I don't know. I hope he did. We'll see. We'll see.
0: Calling to him early this morning. So how are you this morning?
1: I'm doing well. How are you doing? Good. I've started on my New Year's resolutions. Uh Uh-oh. I cleaned up uh, and organized all my hunting stuff, got it put away for the season, and got everything cleaned up for fly tying. And I have now got access to my fly tying desk, and I have been tying a whole lot, so hopefully I will have a lot of flies for spring.
0: Good. As I brought you back to fly boxes today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> to, to clutter up your room again.
1: I don't think two will make that much of a difference. I've got enough going, so.
0: Well, cool. Well, I've decided on a few things, too,
1: resolution-wise. How's that?
0: I'm not going to be as anti-fishing as I've been.
1: I don't think you're anti-fishing. I just think you're pro-hunting. You have, Like I've said before, you have two seasons in your life, hunting season and getting ready for hunting season. That's it. Okay. Would would you not? Am I wrong in that statement?
0: That's pretty accurate. So I'm going to be more more pro-fishing. How's that? Sounds good. Um, We got the Bassmasters Classic coming in March. Mm -hmm. Uh, My intent is for us to broadcast live from that.
1: Oh, that'll be great. Uh, So that'll be fun. I can give them tips on how to cast flies.
0: Yes, you can. Uh, Speaking of that, I thought about you last night. I'm, I'm sitting there looking through something. Okay. I don't know if it was my Twitter feed or what, but anyway, I was looking through some kind of social media crap. And Mike mm-hmm. um B A S S yep. champion, or whatever, had a post where he had been waiting the Mississippi
1: recently, or is this? Yes,
0: yeah, like in, in yesterday. Now he was up. At where the Mississippi begins.
1: Okay, I was gonna say because I think TWA like was talking, if I'm not mistaken, about closing Unit L because of flooding in West Tennessee on the Mississippi River. But okay. At the headwaters, sure, why at not? The
0: headwaters. And he was talking about it was cool. They they caught about fifty smallmouth. Nice. He said it was just a hoot. Nice. So but I thought about you.
1: Well, I love smallmouth fishing.
0: I, I think people I, I, one of the biggest things, and, and one of the things I want to work on, is understanding you do not have to fish for trout, fly fishing. No, no, you do not have to fly fish to wait. No, and I think that's I think we get pigeonholed into what
1: we do. I I would I would agree with that fully one hundred percent because when I have taught my fly fishing class either at the college or given presentations to other places i've gone out and given presentations in alabama mississippi georgia kentucky memphis i've given presentations in texas on brim fishing and that's my thing you know your thing is bird hunting my thing is brim fishing love catching brim right you can catch brim with an ultralight spinning rod a little rebel crawdad the little i think they're called the wee crawdad they're about yay big Those little rebel crawdads are killer for brim. Or a little uh, tube jig, just the really small ones for crappie. Brim will eat those up, or a little uh, curly tail jig. You can use an ultralight four-pound test and go have a ball and wait a creek. But the first thing i dispel is the rumor that fly fishing is for trout only. You can fly fish if it swims, I have a theory. If it swims, you can catch it on a fly rod. Now it may not be the best way to catch it, may not be the most practical way to catch it, but you can catch it if you try and know what you're doing.
0: But a lot of people don't think that way though. No. And and, 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 and in all fairness, a lot of your fi- fly fishing snobs don't think that way either.
1: No, they do not. And I'm kind of an outcast. I mean, you know we you know Oh, you're pretty snobby. Oh, yeah, I mean, when it comes to fly fishing, yeah, but I'm... Hey, I'm
0: afraid, aren't we supposed to be going to Lake Junior today?
1: Yeah, supposedly. Um, but the issue becomes with the fly fishers, you know, you got guys that are, they're trout guys, and they, they kind of look at me and, you know, they say, you know, you've been out fishing? Yeah, caught a whole bunch of brim. They, they kind of give me this, uh, you know, type thing. I would rather wade and fish for brim and small bass and little rock bass and, you know, whatever's biting in the creek... That's that's my thing. And guys have taken that to the extremes. They've gone out for and I've done it. They've gone out for musky with a fly rod. They've gone out for you got guys fishing saltwater. I've gone out for redfish with a fly rod. I've caught speckled trout on a fly rod, I've caught ladyfish, I've caught snook, I've caught, you know, uh other species on a fly rod. Then you get these guys that are super into it, and you got guys going out there casting for 20 and 30 pound carp with a fly rod you got these guys that are going saltwater they're trying to take jacks they're trying to take amber jacks they're trying to take marlin tarpon uh bonefish you know they fly fishing is just not trout i mean and i think if we dispel that rumor this year i think you know that would be a, a great accomplishment. well
0: and, and i'm not everybody knows about fly fishing out in the ocean for the flats and things like that yeah but i'm talking about local
1: Local, I've been out on Chickamauga, and I've thrown and caught some major carp out there on the mud flats in the spring and love doing it. And I'm probably one of very few people in Chattanooga who has gotten upset because I missed a carp.
0: Well, but no, you're not the only one. Maybe a few.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're out fishing a bass tournament in a carp pitch you want that thing off your hook as quickly as possible. Let's be honest. But I'm out there. I got mad because a carp didn't like my fly, or I spooked a carp. Right. Uh, and I bass fish. I, when I caught the uh, mayfly hatch last year, I was in hog heaven. I was making casts. I was catching fish on every cast because the fish were stupid because of these huge mayflies coming up. I was catching brim, bass. I caught a couple of small carp on a, on a dry fly, and I love the aspect that if it swims, you can catch it with a fly rod. I've caught catfish on a fly rod. Now, it's not the best way to do it. it's <laughs> It's been accidental. But, I mean, if you want to catch catfish, first of all, go out with Richard or uh, Sam. Go out with one of those two guys, and they will put you on some major catfish. Accidentally, yes, I've caught catfish. Now, if I wanted to target them, I'm going to have to change a few things around. But I think that we need to dispel the rumor that fly fishing is for trout only because you can't – I've caught – they've had bass tournaments with fly rods. Heck, we had one here for several years. They had – you remember when Choo Choo Fly and Tackle was still in business? Mm -hmm. They did a yearly bass tournament for fly rod only. Right. And they caught some good-sized bass, I mean some decent ones.
0: Well, when they're hitting topwater, there's no reason not to catch them with a fly rod. Uh,
1: Actually, a lot of the guys were going – down dirty deep with sink tips and big flies that are basically hair jigs. Can they get that dip deep? Yeah, you can get with a sink tip. You can probably get 15, 15, 20 okay. feet. Okay. And especially if you're using a weighted fly, you can get it down even farther. So, I mean, some of the guys were using, you know, these things called, you know, meat whistles, which are a fly that's about yay long. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a, it looks like a, Uh, A jig with a pork rind on it is what it looks like. So, yeah, you can. It's just... I was thinking about this actually earlier this week. Fly fishing is a fun way to catch fish. It's harder, but some people like it. Me personally, I do. It's kind of like our good buddy, um, Sonny, who goes out with a flintlock. He could go out with a modern rifle, but he chooses to go out with a flintlock, and that's his thing. You know, he's a primitive weapons guy and he's very successful because he's really worked hard at it same thing with me i prefer fly fishing over conventional so if we can dispel that rumor sure why not that's my two cents well but but i appreciate you bringing my fly boxes back that's your your challenge okay to dispel the rumor okay Were
0: were you looking for your fly boxes you knew i had them
1: yeah, I was pretty sure you had them. It was either you or somebody else I'd loaned them to. I remember somebody else was going saltwater fishing, and uh, unfortunately uh, you didn't get to use them because of the conditions down there right. were so bad. Um, I wish you could have gotten one on a fly. That would have been
0: the fun. Redfish on a fly would have been fun.
1: Oh, yeah, they're a heck of a lot of fun. They are, they're a hoot.
0: <laughs> Maybe we ought to go fly fishing.
1: Sounds good. You got the You got the rod for it. I'm going to have to break out. I'm going to have to find my eight-weight. Maybe a six, depending on how big of a redfish. I mean, if we're catching bull redfish, I'd rather have your rod, to be honest.
0: Um, anyway, I think it'd be a lot of fun. Oh, personally. I
1: agree. I agree. I'm looking forward to doing some more fishing this year. Um. already got into the New Year's resolution of tying more, so I've uh, tied up several fly patterns that are ready for spring. I'm going to be throwing for bluegill on a certain stream I know of. And uh, I've called a few friends of mine. I've made some adjustments this year to my fly pattern. Wait a minute, it's only five days old. I know. I've made already made some adjustments. I've, I've. How do I say this? Um, I was taught a European style. St- easy for me to say, a European style of fly tying, not the American style. I was taught the European style, and it's sparse. It's drab. It's very technically accurate and I have embraced the new technologies of different new synthetic materials and the like and I have taken a fly pattern and added to it Uh, so basically I've come up with a brim killer that has the natural squirrel tail wing but I've added crystal flash in there and a little tail of crystal flash and it's real sparkly and it's and rubber legs on the side, it's going to kill some brim. I'm really excited about throwing that fly pattern. So the original pattern didn't call for the crystal flash or any flash at all. It was just drab, plain, and I've caught thousands and thousands of fish on that. So I added a little bit of flash. So I'm thinking it's going to make it a heck of a lot better.
0: So when are we going to go drown some of these bugs?
1: Whenever the waters recede from the flood of 19 I've got a story in here about I fish how... in my backyard. I had a buddy call me and wanted to borrow my float tube to get his deer out of the woods. That was a joke, but probably not far off. I saw... Oh, I saw something on Facebook the other day. It was a picture of the uh, Choo Choo uh, Hotel and a bass boat going down right in front of it. it said, my daily commute in Chattanooga.
2: <laughs>
1: I, I, it was a Photoshop, obviously, but not, not far off. I'm
0: sick of the rain. I'm just... I'm telling you.
1: I'm... It, And we haven't had any cold weather. With all this rain, you know the mosquitoes are going to be bad
0: next year. Well, and and going along with that, I saw one of the weathermen, who we know is always wrong, but they said that it was going to be warm for the next 45 days, unseasonably warm for the next 45 days. Great. Which gets us, if my math is right, gets us to mid-March, which means we have a good chance of missing cold weather, which means mosquitoes
1: galore what what in about two or three years ago you went crappie fishing and we were out there behind in january in january we were cleaning no february was it yeah it was, it, fa- it it was early fa- february yeah
0: because I'd, I'd gone with uh my son kyle had bought uh a hunt, or a, hunt a fishing <laughs> trip with uh with richard mm-hmm. and so for he and i to go and we went out crappie fishing and you were you came over it was i guess it was the february after my knee surgery Mm -hmm. Because I was still very tentative in my moving around. Right. So we're in my backyard using my new Christmas present, which was a cleaning table Mm -hmm. to clean fish and having to spray off in February.
1: Because I came over, it was warm enough I was wearing shorts and I was getting eaten alive in your backyard by mosquitoes in February. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Apparently the almanac... I don't know if you want to listen to The Weatherman or The Almanac. The Almanac predicts the spring and summer will be rainier than normal before a cool fall later in 2019. And it says the fall will be below average rain supposedly next, or this coming fall, this coming September. But
0: It cannot happen soon enough.
1: Uh, uh, you know, and,
0: and I don't normally complain about the weather because there's nothing to do with it, so why complain about it? But good Lord, I'm sick of the rain.
1: I saw, this th- I saw this thing yesterday in the sky. It was this bright orb for about five minutes, I- and I didn't know what it was. I thought, you know, it was the end of the world or something.
0: Well, there's supposed to be a sun alert today. I hope so. So get your sunglasses out. In a few hours, you're going to see sunshine. Hopefully. And this is the last weekend of deer season, mm-hmm. 2019,
1: mm-hmm.
0: unless you're in the chronic wasting disease areas. Then you can hunt longer.
1: Yep, for data. So, anyway. And we do have the harvest report, so we can get do that when we come back if you want. All
0: right. We'll do that. We'll be right back on Tony Sanders Outdoors. If you want to be part of the show, give us a call, 423-267-1023,
3: 267-1023. Are you a member of
0: the National Rifle Association? If not, Why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late.
1: Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecues. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 648 Hicks and Pipe. Don has steaks such as T-bone, porterhouse, ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roast or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give him a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com and be sure to like them on Facebook.
0: Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Hanging with you on this first Saturday of the new year. It's kind of fun. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't get into my resolutions last week. Okay. So I'm going to make a few this week. Okay. I already said one. I'm going to be more pro-fishing. Sounds great to me. That's probably a better way to put it. Uh, I'm going to... um, I'm going to be more of a reporter kind of person. I'm going to emulate my friends Rob Pratula and Richard Simps.
1: Okay. I like it but you know I never thought I'd be set on that tier but thank you.
0: <laughs> well and, and, and there was a there was a story that broke yesterday and I'm not going to give the story cause about five thirty yesterday morning I slammed it out on Facebook and, and made a derogatory comment that helped one of my sponsors Mainland Sportsman's Warehouse okay and as I was posting it I'm like I'm not sure that I've really checked this out yet I'm I'm taking a news source and it's not a a fake news source it was a news source but the more I thought about it, it didn't. It just didn't set well. Something didn't click? No, something didn't feel right. Okay. And and I still, to this point, don't know how true it is. Okay. But I threw it out there, in, 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 and I mentioned Richard a minute ago. He's actually called me out on this a couple of times before in the past. I threw it out there because it was low-hanging fruit. And I threw it out there, and I thought, you know, I'm just not going to do that. And so within probably six or seven minutes, I deleted the, the post. All right, it's still out there, uh, not from me, but from somebody. And and I don't know, I still don't know if it's quite true or not. So when I say I'm going to be more of a reporter, I'm saying, I oh, you know, I don't think of myself as a reporter. I think that's an insult to reporters. Okay. I, I really do. No, 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 I see
1: where you're going. I'm yeah. not,
0: that's not what I do. I'm not, I'm not a hard news guy. I can be. I'm just not. That's not. That's not I'm more in the, uh, I, I, we, we tag our show, uh, information, education, and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've put some stuff out there. And, and what I'm saying is, is, I'm going to do a little bit better to act like a reporter all right perfect example i'm getting ready this morning and i'm watching a uh commercial from my favorite people uh or my second or third favorite people the uh what whichever uh the a s p c or
1: whoever that oh is. the a s p c a
0: yeah which i think is a the biggest group of radical anti hunters there are
1: if not close to it, yeah, they're. they're one Humane the
0: Society might be a little bit closer, PETA. But what I was thinking is, in along these lines of, of trying to be better at what we do, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna quit just bashing the uh, ASPCA or whoever they call. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you guys the facts and let you make your own decisions. I'm gonna go out and I want to dig. I want you to know how much of the dollar that you give to them goes to actually supporting prevention of cruelty to animals.
1: How much do they use for uh business, their their operating expenses, how much do they use for lobbying, how much actually goes to what you're giving the money for? Correct. Okay.
0: Because instead of me just bashing it, and it kind of went through this with with your wife about I don't remember if it was the Humane Society or the ASPCA, one of the two. She kind of made the same made a comment and and to you and you, were, we were just talking. I said she does realize it's like the biggest anti-hunting group in, a, in in the country. Yeah. Well, maybe she doesn't, and maybe that's where I need to do a better job of quote bringing some of this stuff out,
1: providing the information. Yeah. And letting people make up their own mind. Yeah,
0: I can still be opinionated about them. Right. I can't stand them. They'll never get another. They'll never get a dime from me. Okay. All right. Uh, the Humane is the same way. They'll never get a dime from me. I'm not talking about the local humane, and see that's that's yeah that's the reporter part, yep, the National Humane Society is the biggest anti hunting group there is. Um, the local humane society, the ones that take care of your pets that are stranded and lost or whatever, they are not that way,
1: the ones who really need the money,
0: yes, so let's help them and not help the people that I could care less about
1: that's a good goal and and highly accurate, so
0: that's one of my Resolutions.
1: I had, a, I had a similar thought, and I'm one of these people I'm quick to bash. I, I don't know if I need to make this a resolution. I'm quick to bash all these people when they do something stupid. But I want to see people, the groups I'm a part of, I like being a part of the groups. I'm a part of, I'm a member of National Wild Turkey, Ducks Unlimited, Rocky Mountain Elk, NRA, Trout Unlimited, Federation of Fly Fishers. With, And this is going to get a little political, and I'm sorry I'm bringing this in, and we're going to get, you know, somebody wants to call in, that's fine, but we don't really want to talk politics. With the government shutdown, I've seen a lot of posts on Facebook about our national parks and state parks. There's a lot of trash building up because the people who are working these parks are currently furloughed. Where's the Sierra Club? They talk about helping. Where is the Sierra Club? Are they out there cleaning up? No, they're not. Where is the? They're uh, out there bashing. Where's uh, the John Muir Club? Where's where are all these outdoor organizations that have mil- that people give money to? Where's the nat? You know where are all these people? But the thing is, the groups I join, Ducks Unlimited, they put up, they put up the money. They go out, they clear land, they make land better. Same thing with wild turkey. Same thing with Rocky Mountain Elk. These people actually go out and work. The, the Sierra Club. They're they're just basically a lobbying group. All right, you got all these people, like these big companies, Patagonia. Oh, we care about the environment. Where are all these people who are Patagonia people? Where where are you? Why aren't you out there bagging up the trash?
0: I, I, I hate, as much as I hate to do it, I have to give Brian Joyce some credit. He said yesterday, why don't you just take your own trash with you? Don't throw it on the pile. Take it with you.
1: And pick up somebody else's. And pick up it. somebody else's yeah. and take
0: it, too. How about taking a bag to go to the national park that, that you know, you you pay no entry fee and, and take a few trash bags and, and take some trash with you?
1: I got no problem with that. <laughs> and I can't believe I'm agreeing with Brian Joyce, my fellow Massachusetts, but that's okay. Uh, we do have the deer. You want to get in the deer report? Or you want to stay on trash? <laughs> we'll go with the deer report here real quick. Yeah, We might as well do the deer report. This, Since we're wrapping it up. Yep. This week. Uh, uh, 134,742 last year, 136,280, a difference of 1,583. We are short 1,583. 38. 38. Sorry. You're dyslexic. I'm dyslexic this morning. In Hamilton County, uh, 1,627 this week, down 55 from last year. Bledsoe County, 797, up eight from last year. Bradley County, 844, off 9 from last year. Grundy County, 872. Last year, 872. So you're mm-hmm. keeping up there. Marion County, 1,475, up 88. McMinn County, 1,372, off 112. Meigs County, 1,019 off 34. Monroe County, 806, up 42. Polk County, 223 off 37. Ray County, 1,415, up 75. Sequatchie County, 541, off 7. Your top five counties are Giles, Henry, Montgomery, Hardeman, and Hickman. Hamilton County is up two from last week to number 20, uh, 29. Your bottom five, which I included this week, the worst counties to hunt deer in are Unicoi, Pickett, Hamblin, Polk, and Lake. Lake County is the worst. Where is Lake County? 96. No, where is it? Uh, northwest corner of Tennessee on the boot heel of Missouri where Rearfoot Lake is. Basically, Rearfoot Lake takes up the whole county, and there's no dry land for deer. Well, that would explain
0: why it's the worst. Yeah. If you're going to give them a complex, then they have a they have
1: a reason. They got Well, supposedly, they're supposed to have ducks, but we don't have any ducks, so apparently a lot of people in Lake County are going hungry because there's no deer either. Because there's no dry land. There's no dry land. There's no ducks. There's no deer. They're just.
0: Real foot really makes up most of the county.
1: Uh, a good portion of it. <laughs> so, that
0: explains why they're the worst.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. That and they're a small landmass county, too. And also in here, uh, somewhere, I've got a bear report. Bear? Bear. Somewhere.
0: Only through 42 pages of show prep. Uh,
1: 29. Thank you. Uh, I'll find it here in just a second. Okay. All right. Yeah, bear harvest, here we go. Sorry, <laughs> I had to go to the top. Uh we have a new record bear harvest in the state of Tennessee, seven hundred and fifty three for the year. The twenty eighteen black bear harvest for Tennessee smashed the previous record by one hundred and sixty four. The bear this uh the bear season ended December thirty first with a stunning total of seven hundred and fifty three Bruins. It is the 14th consecutive season to top 300 bears. There were 453 boars taken and 300 sows. The gun season accounted for 607 kills, and archery took 154, 54 by bow, and 91 by crossbow.
0: Wow. So why aren't we—and I'll ask this question uh, of of our bear guy— why are we using three hundred as our, our benchmark if we're killing seven hundred and fifty three? Why don't we say five hundred now or six hundred?
1: Don't know. But that's a good point. That's a very good point. <laughs> uh Monroe County had the highest number of harvests with one hundred and thirty two, followed by Cock and Blunt County, Severe, Fentress, and there were sixteen counties there are sixteen counties in the five eligible zones for bear hunting. So
0: I wonder how many were taken also out of the transition zones.
1: I, or if those
0: included the 16 counties.
1: I think they may have, but I'm not sure.
0: 589 was the previous high. Mm hmm. Wow. Good for us. All right.
1: I was telling somebody the other day, they said, Have you ever eaten bear? I said, Yeah, I've had it four times, three of which were absolutely just nauseatingly terrible. And one time, it was some of the best stuff I ever put in my mouth.
0: It's all in how
1: you prepare it. And the guy who prepared it, what, uh, did the pot roast? Was that Keith? Keith Watson. Oh, yeah. It was It was amazing. I couldn't believe it was bare. It was so good. The other times I've had it, it's just been like this tough, nasty yeah. stuff.
0: Yeah, it's all it's all in how it's prepared. All right, we're going to go pay a bill. If you want to be part of the show, give us a call, 423-267-1023, 423-267-1023. We'll be right back.
1: I'm on a
3: first-name basis at the tackle shop. Beatty's
1: fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee, are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Bates has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Beatty's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Beatty's for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer. 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at BaytysFertilizer.com. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment.
0: No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsman'swarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs, Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back, Tony Sanders Outdoors. I um actually bought something at an auction the other day, New Year's night. Really? Uh, Surprise, right? Yeah. I bought some. I bought some magazines, uh, some some high capacity magazines for various guns that I have. But th- I have been wanting a. Don't know why, but I have been wanting a cowboy action pistol. Cool, single shot or single action, uh, pistol. And uh, uh, maybe I'm channeling my inner John Wayne. I don't know.
1: I can hear your spurs are jangling right now.
0: Well, I have, I have acquired that pistol at, at the uh, Southern Compass auction. Sweet. I bought a uh, Ruger single-action cowboy-action gun. And um, I did not buy... I, I won't... I, I had an opportunity to buy matching Ruger Vaqueros uh, a few years ago. And I, I got out of the bidding just a little bit too soon because they were still good buys. But they were they, they were nice guns, mm-hmm. matching forty five long colts. They're beautiful guns. Well, this is uh this I I got this in three fifty seven, so I can shoot thirty eights in it as well. But I just I just wanted I just I've always wanted one, mm-hmm. and I don't know how long I'll keep it. Uh, I may sell it, but uh, I did buy one, and so I'm excited. I may go I may go. I make as, as somebody said, some ballistic therapy today, if a sun Oh, I out. like
1: that. Ballistic therapy. So, you can't go wrong with that because that relieves a lot of stress when you blow something up or put a hole in a target. Either way, that's, that's uh, kind of what I'm thinking. Uh, I like that. You were talking about magazines, though. Um, a report from New Jersey. Uh, everybody had to turn in their high-capacity magazines. You want to take a wild stab at how many have actually been turned in voluntarily?
0: Um, Just stab when, in the dark. When, when was when was the when was the day to start turning them in?
1: Uh, December eleventh. December eleventh. And this this article came out uh, two days ago.
0: December eleventh. So they've had roughly three weeks. Correct. Okay.
1: Because it went the law went into effect December eleventh.
0: In what state is this? Jersey. Jersey.
1: Uh, the, I would say the mere possession makes it a fourth-degree felony, okay. and so you have to turn in to the state police all your high-capacity magazines because they have now been what's, banned.
0: What's high capacity?
1: More uh, than ten? Anything more than uh, ten rounds? Okay.
0: I would say they have turned in a couple hundred.
1: Zero. <laughs> None. Zip. Zilch. Nada. None. None. Uh, Now, the New Jersey State Police have refused to rule out door-to-door enforcement, but I'm not sure that's really a good idea. No offense, but we're from the government. We're here to take your magazines and and from your your weapons, your high-capacity magazines. That does not sound like an exercise in something that I would want to do because you know the person's got a high-capacity magazine. We're here to collect that. We're from the government. Give it to us.
0: Well, how do they know where they're at? Um, They're not registered. They're not serialized. There's no way of knowing.
1: Nope. But they've actually received zero. Um, The only problem is, here's the fun part, this ban also applies to off-duty officers. So if an off-duty officer has, I don't know, let's say uh, an AR or something like that, and they have a... Magazine that has over ten rounds, they are also in violation, and they have to turn theirs in too. And so far, zero have been turned in. Uh <laughs> it just there was a former uh, New York City Police Commissioner Bernard Kirk said, uh, basically, this is endangering the lives of a lot of people. His quote is, "Gangbangers, thugs, and really bad guys don't give a damn about magazine capacity." So they're taking the good guys' ammunition, and the bad guys are loaded for bear.
0: Wait a minute. That sounds a lot like the NRA, what they say. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was from a police commissioner? A former police commissioner in New York City. Interesting. Hey, David, how are you doing?
4: Good morning, gentlemen. How are we?
0: Well, we are good. I'm not sure we're gentlemen, but I appreciate the the compliment anyway.
4: Yeah, you know, we're broadcasting out out in the live world. I want to compliment (laughs) you guys when I can, you know. We're in public. Thanks, sir. Hey, listen, uh, you guys get a chance this morning. uh, Tony, you could probably touch on it uh, with your position. uh, I get an email a week or so ago about um, some. they're looking at something to do with your commercial um, boating people, uh, like I don't know what you call them, guides or like the rafting guides or something about a fee. Yes. And if you could uh, uh, spread a little... Information about that to us out here it would give us a little idea, of maybe what's going on.
0: Interesting that you got. What? Who? Who did the email come from that you got?
4: Uh, I cannot remember. I don't know if it was a Wildlife Federation, okay. Tennessee yeah. Wildlife. I'm not sure who who I got it That's from a, actually.
0: Well, and I'll I'll tell you what it is. It's um, uh, last year the ability to regulate commercial borders was, was delegated by the legislation to the t- TWRA. Okay. And so, what it is, is is we've put out there... We actually haven't even... It had, the official proposal hasn't even been presented yet. Um, well, it's not going to be presented until January. But, uh, basically, we are going to attempt to regulate the commercial borders out uh, on the waters. There is... We don't have. We haven't heard a whole lot about it here in Chattanooga, David. But in some of the waters, uh, specifically the Caney Fork, and what's the one over in the Middle of Tennessee? I was telling you about Rob. Um, there's a There's a body. A, there's a river over in uh, Middle Tennessee, the Buffalo, I
4: believe. Buffalo. Okay. Uh, yeah. Buffalo okay. River.
0: They are actually just uh, to. And this is I've never I have not seen it, but this is the description of. Uh, the people that were pushing for this is the rivers are just full of these commercial boats, and the sportsmen can no longer even use the rivers because they 're so crowded uh, okay. and so and and the conflict is coming from uh, going to a boat ramp and you can 't even access the boat ramp because of all the commercial people putting boats in all right okay that was that was what prompted all of this. Uh, so there's some proposals out there that uh, uh, we're going to attempt to try to regulate it. Uh, we're going to, There's going to be some fees involved. Our intent is to put those fees back to work uh, to make accesses and things like that uh, right. for, for the, the paddle boarders. Now, the flip side of it is is I think it should apply to anybody that's on the water, not just commercial guys. So I'm even a little more... Um to hear them talk a little more anti uh, kayakers and paddle than <laughs> than 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 we are, but i'm I'm, I'm not trying to regulate that. I just personally think that everybody that uses the resources should pay for it, not just the people that buy a hunting and fishing license right and right, that's, I agree that's with that that's always been my position, and that's that's the only thing I'm saying. There's not any stomach for that, and so that's not going to happen. It's just when they come to me and try to get me to get us to back off on the the commercial, and I say, I'm actually for everybody being, you know, having skin in the game, that backs them off of me pretty quick.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a lot like the, um, you know, user fees on um, WMAs and things that, um, you know, your people with your four wheelers and things that get out and are tearing the places up for free. I'm, I'm all about a user fee for all that, too. You know, they, you know we're paying for them through our hunting and fishing license and, you know, our purchases with ammo and guns and things, and and then uh, they get up there and just wreck them for free. And so yeah, I'm glad that the, glad some of the things are getting changed.
0: You know, and I, nobody should be surprised about my position because I've said that on the air for 12 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and it, again, the hunters and fishermen pay the bill. Many people think that we get, you know, a flood of money from uh, the, the state government, from the sales tax and all that, and that's just not true. And so I've always said everybody should have skin in the game if they're going to use the properties that are paid for by the people that hunt buy hunting and fishing license uh, or the people from the, uh, the the Pittman tax, whatever the case is. uh there should be skin in the game, and 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 I don't, I haven't changed that position at all. I'm not going to. Uh, I'm th-
4: with you on that, and, totally and, with you.
0: And it's it, again, it's not a, a taxation thing. It's simply, I just think everybody ought to help fund the resource that everybody is using, and that's where I'm at.
4: So there you go. Well, that, listen, real quick, Rob, yeah. yes, I sir. have a neighbor that's uh, getting a little aged, and he's selling some equipment, and he's got a couple of uh seemingly nice fly reels and a eight to nine weight i think composite rod and anyway later on today if i get a chance i'll send you a screenshot of what he's got and uh you can tell me if it's worth 125 dollars. that's what he's asking but (laughs) i may be getting i may be getting this old professor friend of mine to uh teach me how to cast
1: not if i get the rod first (laughs)
4: <laughs> yeah i'll help right, you well, listen guys i'm gonna get back up here to the yard and drop this wagon and see if i can't get headed for chattanooga
0: that sounds great david be careful
4: coming be careful. home man okay listen appreciate the information thank I'll see you, you. Soon.
0: see ya bye Bye-bye-bye. all right let's go pay a bill tony centers outdoors just one of my fellow commissioners just tuned in from louisiana on facebook live so you can catch us on facebook live and uh appreciate her tuning in thank you so much hi commissioner i bet she's duck hunting. He was a big duck hunter. We'll
3: be right back.
0: If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Come back. Final segment of the first hour. Tony Sanders Outdoors, and yes, it's confirmed she was duck hunting in Louisiana.
1: Well, I wish her luck. But the ducks aren't here. They're not. Well, I, they're not here. Maybe they're in Louisiana, or at least I hope they No, are. they're not in
0: there either. And I think the problem is, is there's the cold. We, we had a cold snap, and then it stopped. And, and the ducks are not, I mean, people, it's not that complicated. They're not going to fly south if they're not forced to and they're forced to because their waters freeze over and force them south it's like all the old people in in uh, michigan it
1: gets cold in michigan they go to florida when it gets hot in florida they they, go back to Michigan. that's the way
0: it works it's uh, yes
1: that's how it works what are they called snowbirds yes just like birds Uh, what a concept
0: (laughs) but that's how it works and so uh Uh, You know, same thing with cranes. You know, the cranes were real late this year. Yes. I didn't get to hunt them. No, I'm sorry. I'm using my double H Outfitters pin, though.
1: Um, You haven't offered
0: me any crane meat at all. Would
1: you like some crane meat? Would you give me any? Yes, I would. Because I owe you big time for (laughs) getting me into the (laughs) waterfowling, and now you've created a monster because all I want to do is waterfowl hunt. I was thinking about that. I'm tying flies going, you know, I need some wood duck. I could go shoot a wood duck. That's waterfowl hunting. That would be fun too. And then I thought, wait a minute, I think the season's over, and I wouldn't know where to go for a wood duck. And I hear, uh, I hear those little things are like, like little little missiles. Yeah, with with like afterburners on them. And so yeah. I'm I have trouble hitting cranes. So I'm not sure how. I mean, if I maybe had two or three boxes of shells, I might down one.
0: Well, we can hook you up to some some duck hunting.
1: I like that. Maybe I need to go down to Louisiana, because apparently that's where the ducks are, or let's hope they are. Well,
0: no, they're not there.
1: That's what she's saying. They're not oh. there yet. Oh.
0: They didn't get the memo.
1: No, they didn't get the the note to head south? Right. And, and
0: I, you know, I just about got a new front end for my car this morning. Right. I have never seen that many, you know. Most people know, uh, I usually pick you up on the way to the studio, because it's on the way, and it gives us a chance to talk before we go on the air. Well, as I'm driving the back roads to get to your house... Um, atop a, a little hill at slightly over the speed limit.
1: <laughs> That's politely putting it.
0: No, I was actually, uh, there was a sign there. Mm-hmm. I was only two miles over the speed limit, so okay. slightly right. over. And there was a big buck standing in the middle of the road on the white line, not sure exactly where to go. Uh, I got stopped. He had no antlers. His antlers were gone. Yeah. And I know it was a buck because uh, about Forty-five seconds later, I ran across three more deer standing in the middle of the road, who were all much smaller than he was, mm-hmm. uh, and they were. So if he was if if he was a doe, which I know he wasn't, I mean he was abnormally big for our area. It was a hoss. It was. So I'm pretty sure it was a buck without antlers. We
1: um, was all a possum and a coyote coming in too.
0: And a possum and a coyote. I tried to get you to shoot them.
1: I couldn't get to my gun that I'm not allowed to bring in the station quick enough.
0: Uh, Plus, hunting from roads and shooting from roads would be really frowned upon. Yeah. Even though...
1: Especially at 3 o'clock in the morning near a house.
0: (laughs) Just saying. They might not have appreciated that at all.
1: The neighbors to the radio ranch would have appreciated that. Uh, But if you want to get out and actually do something, uh, here's something to put on your calendar. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. That'd be tomorrow. January 6th. uh, The Chattanooga Crappie Club is having a tournament that is open. To the public, it is going out of Chester Frost Park. So that's going to start Sunday, January 6th. Go to Chattanooga Crappie Club, Google them, and on their Facebook page, they've got all the information on upcoming tournaments. Another one coming up, February 10th. The Classic, which is closed to the public, members must qualify, is March 3rd, and they're going to send me the rest of the information when it is posted. Cool. Also, on our outdoor calendar coming up... Uh the Sandhill Crane season closes on the seventeenth. It will be closed from the seventeenth through the twenty first. So you can't hunt then, but after the twenty first you can hunt till the twenty seventh. Uh January second, check that. February second. Bayside Baptist is having their wild game dinner and expo out at Bayside Baptist. The speaker is Sid Bream or Brim. I don't know which Howard Sid Bream. Sid Bream. I was gonna say Brim, but all right, I know Bream.
0: You're a Brim guy though, but yeah. Sid Bream.
1: Uh, From the Atlanta Braves. Doors open at 4. Program starts at 7. On the 9th, Silverdale Baptist Wild Game Dinner. It's going to be out at Silverdale Baptist Church. The speaker is going to be Brett Henderson. And on April 6th, put this on your calendar, everybody. If you've got kids, grandkids, put this on your calendar. Write it down right now. Go get a pen. I'll wait. The Chattanooga Ducks Unlimited Outdoor Festival is going to be out at Covey Creek Farm. Last year, there was... 200 some kids I think or close to it. Close to 3. Close to 300. They want to make it even better this year. The kids get lots of free stuff. They get they can archery shoot, BB gun shoot, skeet shoot, cast rods, everything. Come on out on the 6th of April.
0: All right, we'll be right back. Tony Center's outdoors right after the top of the hour.
1: Beatty's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee, are the experts when it comes to lush, green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Beatty's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Beatty's can formulate special blends for your customers by the palate. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at batesfertilizer.com.
0: If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com choose from over 6700 models they have and they will ship it directly to the store everyday low prices no shipping charges and no processing fees sportsman's warehouse the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors highway 153 and lee highway don't stop that podcast now that's only one half of the show we'll be right back with the second half of tony sanders outdoors
1: Tighten your life vest, wrap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Whoa. Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. If I can make a living from walking in the woods, welcome back. Dead, Tony
0: Sanders Outdoors hanging with you this first Saturday of the new year. Hard to believe it's 2019
1: yes that is true i i honestly when i was younger i thought you know well, listen to that song in the year 2020 or yeah. whatever that song is i have no idea what it was i was like oh yeah i'm never gonna see 2020 they'll have <laughs> ah, flying car where are the flying cars where are they yeah. we were promised
0: uh they're close to self-driving of course they self-wrecking too but.
1: yeah that yeah <laughs>
0: hey got a lot of stuff to cover uh this this hour um got some sad news if
1: you want to go there you want to start their <laughs> hour off sad not exactly okay we can go happy you want to go happy let's go ahead. we can we can go we can go happy with uh well let, let me
0: trump your happiness
1: okay go ahead trump my happiness
0: so we had hunter my grandson the week we got him christmas night and we had him until the day after new Year's.
1: and i assume santa showed up oh yeah 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 okay yeah
0: he, he was he was well spoiled okay good so but anyway, the the funny thing was, and and I have no idea what prompted this. He never said a word to me, but on the day after New Year's Day, uh, as Connor's getting ready to take him home, he goes, Grams, I want to go hunting.
1: I see a tear rolling down oh. your face right now. I don't know yes, if you can did. see it on yes. Facebook Live. I see this little tear just Absolutely. coming out of the corner of
0: your eye. in uh, and she said do you want to go hunting he goes yes i want to go hunting nice will you take me hunting she goes no but your dad and papa tea will she goes grams doesn't hunt but you know they do and they would love to take you hunting and i've been talking to him about it and stuff like that and he goes yeah i want to go hunting i want to hunt what i eat nice and i'm like
1: yes yes (laughs) yes you have done well so um
0: uh when we see him next weekend we're going to the range okay so if you want to go with little hunter um to go and start shooting his cricket and his other uh we're 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 we're, we now have a target of the fall okay um so you're working towards it now the funny part of all that is is i've never seen him eat anything other than chicken McNuggets and
1: mac and cheese mac and
0: cheese so I don't I don't know exactly what he's planning on hunting but we're going to be out there hunting Uh, but I'm going to do what I've told everybody to do with their kids do not take them deer hunting Mm -hmm. all right that is the worst thing in the world you can do for a kid in my opinion to introduce them to hunting is take them deer hunting which we all know can be extremely boring all right I'm going to take him squirrel hunting. Good call. We have spring squirrel season.
1: Oh, that's right. We do. I forgot about that.
0: So we're going to do some spring squirrel hunting. And the beauty of that is, is I can walk him through the woods, and then I can make him sit down and say, all right, we've got to be quiet. So I can start him practicing on the being quiet. And then when he starts getting restless, we can get up and go. But I'm going to let him carry probably my 410 that we were talking about last week. The over and under? The, no, no, the one
1: that... The single shot.
0: The single shot that I haven't used in <laughs> 40 years. I'm probably going to let him carry that because that would be a great little squirrel gun. That would. Uh, so anyway, but I, I I thought, you know, hey.
1: That's great too.
0: Now that Now we're having fun, you know.
1: I know he likes going riding in the boat with his dad. Yes. Do they, and his dad fishes a lot, so... Yes. Does he fish? He loves to fish.
0: Okay, he loves fishing. All right, um, and and we've done some BB gun shooting and stuff like that. I never wanted to quote force him into it, right? But yeah, he's decided that he wants to hunt and to hunt what he eats.
1: Well, good for him. So good for Mister Hunter.
0: So we're gonna we're gonna break out some venison sausage the next time he's there too, so we can squid and start that.
1: Just tell him that they're overdone chicken McNuggets or something like that. He'll something. he'll eat them. Yeah. So anyway.
0: So now I don't know what your good news is, but I don't think you can top that good news, as far as I'm concerned.
1: No, I cannot top that. That is that is the good news of the morning. Introducing a young person to the outdoors, I can't think of a better news well, story. My
0: my wife said, uh, I said, well, did you tell him he already has a you know a lifetime hunting license? She said, no. I did tell him that he had a a, a bunch of guns to choose from, and uh, he was shocked. He did not know, hmm. and and of course it's you know he's eight now so it's been a while right but uh for those that don't know the first three months of his life i brought i bought him like seven firearms you bought who him okay just there, I, I would walk in and say this this is for hunter this is for hunter now he does have some cool guns he has a beautiful charles daly side by side 20 gauge shotgun beautiful nice that i've hunted with a few times but it's his uh he has a his first uh, he has a cricket 22, 22 yep. little single shot bolt action 22 he has a um rigor 10 22 classic gun a couple of them and he has access to a few more <laughs>
1: Maybe even a single action cowboy three fifty seven. he
0: has a he has access to a lot. Okay, he has access to a lot. All we'll, right, we'll leave it at that. Um, but I think you'll. I think. I, I think. I think we'll get him started down the right path.
1: I think so too. And I
0: think really when he starts shooting, I think he's going
1: to think that's really cool. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So that's always fun bringing introducing a kid, and especially you know when they get to see because with shooting you get and I'll admit this, introducing somebody to fishing, you don't know if the fish are going to bite or not, but when you pull the trigger, you can actually see what you hit, and it's Mm -hmm. a little more interactive on occasion. Now, don't get me wrong, sometimes the fishing's really good, and it's very interactive. Uh, When I brought my two nephews out fishing uh, with Sam Simon, uh, he brought us to a brim hole. They both had I, my job was to stand between them. One would get a fish on. I'd hand them a baited rod. I'd bait the rod that was currently unbaited. Take the fish off and hand it to the. Per- it was. I looked like Neil Pert on the hi hats playing in a drum set. I was like, you know, <laughs> left, right, left, right, left. They had a ball. The fishing was really good. Kept their attention. But you know, with shooting sports, you get that instant knowing of what happened. So, I'm glad. I'm glad he really wants to get outdoors. That's really great. Yeah.
0: No. And, and he loves. He loves. He loves fishing. He loves um he loves boating and kayaking and and canoeing um
1: and, and he just except he wants to drive the canoe himself didn't he yeah uh,
0: I, Indep- didn't, independent, I didn't <laughs> s- i didn't say i enjoyed the canoeing with him i'm saying he enjoyed the canoeing okay but i, f- <laughs> I felt like i was working against him the whole time
1: uh theoretically you probably were
0: <laughs> so uh,
1: forward for no the other forward <laughs>
0: yeah no left left no, the other left, left yep. yeah, yeah, no, it was pretty funny, and, and one of my favorite pictures you've seen it is the one where he's just sprawled out in the canoe like he's just tired and worn out, yeah, and because he was, yeah,
1: but yeah, so anyway, got a funny story. Uh, I'm now, glad we started this category.
0: Poaching pinheads. yes, we, this is the new category we started last week, correct? Uh, that we We get a lot of stories about illegal hunting and fishing, which are criminals, which is called poaching.
1: Right. And, now, and
0: so we needed a place to put them.
1: Right. Normally we'd put them under idiots outdoors. Now they are idiots, but the, these people are pretty much, they know what they're doing, so they're pinheads. And mm-hmm. they, like we said, they are poaching. Right. A Michigan hunter was caught with an illegal deer um, and told the conservation officer his wife would get mad if he didn't come home with deer meat you never take me anywhere you never buy me anything nice you better bring back some deer meat so that was his excuse uh... the conservation officer killenbeck told the paper that he approached the suspect after receiving a tip about a hunter who allegedly shot a deer in baldwin michigan despite the county restrictions that protect the animal the
0: suspect wait, 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 wait. they have restrictions against shooting deer
1: um, i'm not a hundred percent sure why but the suspect denied killing the deer Uh, but Kilbeck said he could see unused deer tags in the suspect's wallet and blood and drag marks leading away from a bait pile.
0: Oh, not only did he illegally poach a deer, but he baited the deer to come in to illegally poach it. I like it, I like it.
1: A witness told uh, Kilbeck that he saw him shoot the deer. The suspect hung the head and admitted to shooting the spike horn, knowing it was illegal and not tagging it. Quote, honest God truth is my wife wants deer meat and if I don't come home with any she'll get real mad at me he told the conservation officer Kellenbeck followed the suspect back to a cabin where he found the deer hidden behind the house Michigan Department of Natural Resources then seized the animal and said enforcement action was taken which means he got a ticket and he's going to court
0: and then he's gotta go home and tell his wife he
1: doesn't have a deer I don't know which is worse punishment apparently this guy you never take me anywhere. You never bring me deer meat. You better not come home tonight without any deer meat. I can just, I can
0: just see the, I can see it now. <laughs> we need food in the kitchen.
1: You better bring home some deer.
0: Bring home Don't some deer, Dad you!
1: Don't come home if you ain't got no deer.
0: And my mama said I could have married so much better than you.
1: I could have done better than you I should have I, married you.
0: I could have married Michael Waddell.
1: Okay. I had prospects. I was bona fide. <laughs> I don't well, know if you want to get into this yet. Oh, God, no. We got a caller coming in. but Yeah, uh,
0: let's let's know.
1: <laughs> we got some really good dirty hippie news, too.
0: Uh, let's go to Nathan. Hey, Nathan, how are you doing?
3: Hey, doing good. How are you guys? Good. Doing well. Hey, uh, just had a quick question. I've always been into guns and, you know, outdoors and getting in the woods and having a great time and, um, I found a new passion, I guess you could say, is shooting sporting clays. Okay. And, uh, I didn't know if you knew of any places, you know, uh, the two places to shoot, Benton Sporting Clays, and then Mont Lake, or, I mean, uh, Dead, dead Zero. Dead Zero, yeah. Um, they both have, um, you know, courses, but neither of them have, like, practice fields. But then if you go to Montlake, they have a practice field but they don't have a course. Do you know of anywhere that has both cuz I'm like I, I love doing it, but it, you know, it's one of those things where do I want to go pay $60 to do a course just to practice? No. Sure. Do I want to stand in the same spot and tap my foot over and over and just dial down and and you know, know what I'm going to hit. That's well, kind of what I want to do, but I want to be able to do both without sure. paying 60, 80
0: bucks just to go do 15 stands no I, you know and actually locally I don't Montlake lake used to have a really nice course and they went a different route with their shooting club and and it's it's a great club um, the, right. the the new layouts pretty awesome but it's not shotgunning it's it's more handguns and rifles and all that stuff um, oh, okay
3: yeah I hadn't, I hadn't been there in a long time
0: yeah they well they used to have they used to have what, five or, five or six skeet and trap fields, right. then they had a 16 or 18 station uh, sporting clays course, and then they had a few other aspects to it, different, different presentations and things. And, and they went a different route. And, 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 and in talking to them, it, it made sense. I mean, the upkeep on a, on a, on a facility like that is pretty large and, and expensive and time-consuming. Whereas right. the other is not, and there's a big demand for for handgun and rifle shooting. So uh, Craig and, and Don made the decision to go a different route, So they did. Dead Zero uh, opened up uh, about a year ago. It's about 30 miles out of Chattanooga. They've got a uh, they have one or two. Uh, I've been told world class. I've never shot it. Um, sporting clays courses, and they have not got the. Practice ranges, the um, the mesquite and uh, and sporting clays, I mean, mesquite and um, uh, traps and all that, they haven't got that opened up, I don't think, uh, yet. Now, there's a couple of. Go ahead.
3: From what what I've heard, Dead Zero has two full courses. Right. And um, I, I don't know if they have a five stand or not. I know that Benton Sporting Clays has one 15 hole course or 15 station course. Right. And they, so they they have probably one of the prettiest mountain stones five stands I've ever seen. Right. But they, you know, which and a five stand when you're not playing five stand is a great place just to practice. I agree. But I agree. I love five stand. They uh, they have uh, apparently all it got struck by lightning and fried up all the electrical work in it, so it, it they just turned it into. They used to have a 14-station course, and now they just turned it into a 15-station
0: course. Right. Um, that. There, There's a new facility that's opened up at Crossville. I don't know what they have. It's actually uh, owned by the city. Uh, I know TWRA put in quite a bit of money to help them get that opened um, through our range program uh there's also a a really nice course down towards macon i've gone down there and shot before that is a um uh sporting clays and and has quite a bit of facilities and somebody said there was one at pigeon mountain i've heard it was there then i heard it wasn't so i don't really know
3: i'll check those out i appreciate it my wife's just she's she likes it and Uh i can get her involved and i'm you know it's yeah more enjoyable for everybody
0: absolutely i understand well
3: I appreciate it, guys. Thank,
0: thank you. Thank you, Nathan.
2: Okay.
0: Good question. Mhm. All right, it's time to go pay a bill. Maybe two. We'll be right back. Tony Sanders Outdoors to be part of the show, give us a call. 423-267-1023.
4: 267-1023. Here come the ducks, hit the high baller.
0: Sportsman's Warehouse is the perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online then you can have it shipped directly to the store, Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs, Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors, Highway
1: 153 and Lee Highway. Batey's Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawn. If you're a homeowner, Batey's has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed specifically for this area and provide you with the knowledge to have the lawn that will be the envy of all your neighbors. Don't go buy a bag of something that may or may not work from a big box store. Batey's has years of local knowledge and knows what will work in this area. Trust the local experts in fertilizer to assist you with your lawn. Make your neighbors really jealous. Call Batey's. If you're a lawn care company owner or are on a landscaping group, Bates can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Your customers will be happy with the great results, and so will you. Call Bates for more information on bulk fertilizer for your lawn care company. Minimum quantities required. So whether you're a homeowner, lawn care company, or just like digging around in the yard, go with the pros at Bates Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, and check them out at batesfertilizer.com.
0: Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors hanging with you this Saturday morning. Looks like we got some. All right, is that PETA? Is that PETA is automatically Idiots Outdoors or Dirty Hippies?
1: Oh, PETA goes under Dirty Hippie each and every time because they're a bunch of Dirty Hippies.
0: So what is the people eating tasty animals calling for this time? No, no, no.
1: People for the ethical treatment of animals. The veterinarians. Or vegetarians, whichever one they the are. Veterinarian. I, yeah, they don't eat meat because they're veterinarian. I know several veterinarians. Yeah, that I know, I meat. Know, well, actually, I know a veterinarian who is a vegetarian, and I give her a lot of guff. But that's okay. neither here nor there. Um, Whole other issue. Yeah, Peter has. Co-
0: She's the same one that like, yeah, got upset over the
1: yeah the yeah.
0: the dying bobcat. Yes, that
1: <laughs> the mange-raged rabid. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, that <laughs> that was an incident. Never mind that. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. That's all right. P- I distracted you. That's all right. PETA calls for universities to drop the use of live animal asc- ascots. Try that again. Take two. Peta- you been talking long, Professor? Apparently not. PETA calls for the universities to drop the use of live animal mascots after the Bevo Ugga incident. Now, if you didn't see this, there was a little fight that broke out right before the Sugar Bowl. They brought Uga over to see Bevo. Bevo is a 1,500-pound Longhorn steer. Uga,
0: big, 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 big steer.
1: Yeah. Longhorn breed with the really, really long horns. Ugga is a bulldog wearing a red jersey, sweater. I don't know what they put on the little thing. You're putting something red in front of a dog. <laughs> You're putting something red in front of a bull. You're showing me a picture of a dog. That's why I said dog. You're putting something red and moving in front of a, of a 1,500 pound steer. What do you think's gonna happen? I mean no offense, but hey look, here's a tasty little morsel and the and Bivo kind of charged him a little bit. But <laughs>
0: wait, wait a minute. Bivo. I poop bigger than that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Probably. What's I'm that little sorry. red thing? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick my horn sorry, in it. Anyway,
0: sorry for all you people that are having breakfast.
1: <laughs> the situation quickly got out of control, but the steers handlers took care of it. Now, PETA, because of that incident
0: Well, just out of curiosity, how much control does the handlers of Bevo actually have? Bevo's a big animal.
1: 1,500 pounds.
0: Anyway, what I was trying to show Robin, crack him up in the middle of the story is <laughs> a friend of mine posted a picture of a bulldog with a um, longhorn strapped to its head and little bitty um, things Hoo- that make hooves. it look like hooves yeah. look like cow's feet. Uh, and it says, okay, now I'm ready. Yeah. So,
1: Yeah, that that, that dog, if it's steer versus dog, I'm taking the steer. But anyway, people said, uh, people for the ethical treatment of animals said that basically, you know, all the lights, the noise, the chaos, he tried to flee. He wasn't trying to attack the dog. He was trying to flee.
0: He was trying to stomp the dog.
1: Yes, he was. Uh, Which
0: actually they ultimately did.
1: Yeah. PETA said that uh, they've sent letters to both universities, the University of Texas and the University of Georgia, to learn from this dangerous incident and retire live animals. Live animals. Uh, mascots are frequently carted around to sporting events and public appearances. It confuses them. It frightens them. Human mascots can engage with sports fans, post for pictures, cheerleaders, and pump up their teams much better than a terrified animal. They're also less expensive.
0: So they even do they bring it smoky too?
1: They've they've sent uh letters to all universities having animal mascots. Now that would be I would say a lot of them, the ones I can think of off the top of my head, University of Tennessee. All of them? Yeah, well, the University of Tennessee. I don't know if Florida actually brings a Gator in, but I know LSU's got the Tiger, um, several other SEC schools. Auburn has the War Eagle. Yeah, Auburn has the War Eagle, and um, they sent one to the University of Tennessee to get rid of the Bloontick Coonhound. Uh, the only problem is they did note that in 2006, uh, Smokey Nine did try to take a bite out of an Alabama player. Um, well, I don't blame him. Well, I wouldn't either. But he's, you know, he kind of grabbed onto the uniform and do what dogs do, with, you know, grab it and shake. You know, that's what a dog does. But uh, they've sent a lot of letters out to several universities, and if Peter had their way, I think we'd have the cucumbers playing the avocados at the next bowl game.
0: All right, cool. Dirty, good, good it's for, good for the hugging
1: the... otter, scrubbing crystal, wearing long haired communist. I... <laughs>
0: I'm not too worried about him. All right. We did have a monster 27 point buck killed mm-hmm. by a young man, a 13 year old Bo Ezel. Woke up on December 28th wanting to go squirrel hunting, but had a change of plans when a friend called and reportedly asked him to shoot a buck spotted behind her house. All right. First thing is 13 years old, and he gets a call from a female. His head's already turning. Oh, yeah. Bo, not expecting to see the buck, took his time getting ready before heading over to his friend's house. According to TWRA, Bo and the friend noticed a buck that looked like it had a big bush on its head down near the creek. Wait a minute. A big bush on its head. Mm-hmm. This is sounding promising. hmm TWRA said the giant buck looked directly at the teen as he fired shots. I got rattled and just started shaking. bow to the TWRA, he ended up hitting the deer three times in what he calls a crazy hunt. The buck had 27 scoreable points and has been green rough gross scored at 213 and seven eighths, and six and a half years old, according to the TWRA.
1: Twenty-seven points. Wow. Six and a half years old. That's an old deer. Yes. Good for this kid. The heck with squirrel hunting! This guy needs to go into deer hunting professionally. Right. I mean,
0: that's pretty amazing. That's pretty cool. Can you imagine? Yeah, he's thirteen years old, man. He's ruined.
1: It's all downhill from here. You want to go deer hunting? No, no I'd rather, I'm going squirrel hunting. Well, come over here and shoot this deer before you go squirrel hunting. Okay, if I have to. Holy heck!
0: <laughs> that's probably about the way the conversation went. Yeah, I was going squirrel hunting. Well, we got a deer. We need.
1: I wish somebody would give me a call. Hey, Rob, there's this huge trout laying out behind my house. Would you mind coming and catching it? Benton County. That's
0: where my family's
1: from. She could have called me. I would have went. Yeah, you would have driven out there, take care of the problem.
0: Taking me four hours to get there, but I'd have done it. Hey, why
1: don't why don't we, why don't we get phone calls like that?
0: You know, speaking of Benton County, you know that's where I go duck hunting too. I did not. Sweet. Steve McAdams. Nice. Yeah. Go out a Big Sandy?
1: It's on the river out there, isn't it? Benton uh-huh. County is on the river. Yeah, It I'm is. Right. It is. What's frightening is I know that information, and it's taking up space in my brain.
0: Exit 126, hang a right. Sweet.
1: Ducks. D- well, apparently ducks, bucks, and squirrels. So if you go to Benton County, be on the lookout for a squirrel with a... I love that. Looked like it had a big bush on its head. head. Good Lord. Oh, good for him. 27 points. I can't even fathom
0: that yeah we're going to actually try to get the, the young man on the phone i want to hear this story about okay if i gotta go help you all right shoot if a I deer, have to. um this so anyway
1: this is messing up my squirrel hunting i'm going i want to go squirrel hunting, but <laughs> no i had to go out and shoot a 27 point buck no.
0: <laughs> it is a pretty it is a pretty deer
1: mm-hmm. i think
0: you'll get it mounted
1: oh shoot i saw the thing i would <laughs> i'd uh, that, that, I don't know if there'd be any I'd get any meat off of it because I'd mount the whole darn thing. I mean that fear was nice. It was. It was really nice. All right,
0: let's go uh let's go pay a bill. If you want to be part of the show, give us a call. 423 267 1023. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the
1: Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Bates Fertilizer in Cleveland, Tennessee are the experts when it comes to lush green lawns. If you're a homeowner, Bates has everything you'll need for preparing and maintaining your lawn this spring. They can recommend products designed for this area and provide you with knowledge to have a lawn that is the envy of all your neighbors. If you're a lawn care company owner, Bates can formulate special blends for your customers by the pallet. Go to the pros at Beatty's Fertilizer, 472 472 and check them out at batesfertilizer.com. Fertilizer.com.
0: Welcome back, Tony Sanders
1: Outdoors, a a having fun, there.
0: enjoying the what's going on, got some outdoor news, coming out of the Ohio River, mm-hmm.
1: out of Louisville, Kentucky, we
0: decided to sink some boats,
1: well, I don't know if we did, but the river decided to have it say, uh, two more barges have sunk in the Ohio River, spilling Uh, Tons of coal into the water after a towboat hit the 2nd Street Bridge in Louisville on Tuesday. That makes 6 out of 15 barges loaded with coal that have now sunk into the river. Towboat was pushing approximately 15 coal barges when it struck the 2nd Street Bridge on Christmas. Uh, Somewhere in here it says, I think there was about 1,800 tons of coal that went into the river. And my first thought was, wow, that's going to be a heck of a rock pile for fishing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then I thought, how are they going to, you know, what is the environmental, I I actually, this is my train of thought. I thought, man, this is going to do some environmental damage. I thought, wait a minute, this coal has been underground and it's basically a rock. It's not going to do anything. And then I thought, well, how are they going to get all that out of there? I thought, well, they're going to go get it like a front bucket thing and just scoop it out because it's not going to go bad. It's not like an oil spill. Right. Um, The only problem is one of the barges is on a dam. It is stuck. (laughs) in the gates of the dam and they've got to keep the dam open right now because they've got a, t- a lot of flooding so Coast Guard is working on it to safely remove the barges it's uh, obviously a big concern and uh, from what I see uh from what I, s- I also read that this news story did not uh, cover uh, the Corps of Engineers and uh, engineers are also looking at the uh, bridge to ensure that the pilings that were hit are structurally sound so a hmm. lot of water even up in Louisville so a lot of, lot of water coming from everywhere because it's just been so wet, in the east.
0: Yeah, it has, and it's still continuing. So,
1: hopefully, it'll taper off. But according to
0: the almanac, we're going to get wetter this spring. Correct. Thank you, farmers.
1: <laughs> yeah, the farmers did it.
0: Uh, anyway. It is what it is. Mm -hmm. What else we got?
1: I got a river monster that was caught. It's been making rounds of Facebook. It was on the TWA webpage. If you want to check it out, go to TWA and check out this 88-pound catfish. I mean, it is a hog. Where was it at? It was, uh, let's see here, Paula Smith, 88-pound catfish caught on Kentucky Lake on December 30th. It is a river monster, but it doesn't break the state record. The state record for a blue catfish was caught on the Cumberland River in 1998 and tipped the scales at 112 pounds. Maybe
0: that catfish had been eating Asian carp.
1: Very well could be. Very well could be. Um, well, hopefully it'll eat a lot more because the fish was safely released after pictures were sapped. So she did catch and release on an 88-pound catfish coming out of Kentucky Lake. Good for her. It was. I saw the photos of that thing big oh it was monstrous it was a, but that,
0: no, richard's oh, caught circle in the 60 70
1: pound oh i know richard and sam have gotten well over 80 I, I saw one sam had it was it was above 80 in the 90 class i mean it was 90 pounds I mean, its head was probably two and a half three feet wide i mean it was just a monster i've seen them we've got them here too folks so if you want to get out Call Richard and book a catfishing trip, and you're you're gonna catch something big. I guarantee you, some will be pulling on the line. Cool. Oh, uh,
0: I meant to. I hope Nathan's still listening. Uh, we got a message on Facebook from uh, a listener who said the Chill Howie Sportsman Club in Maryville, Tennessee. Chill Howie Sportsman's Club in Maryville, Tennessee. Uh, for he was looking for a place to shoot sporting clays and to practice. So there you go. <laughs> from alan hudson who lives up in the the maryville knoxville area
1: so sweet yeah appreciate them texting us letting us know
0: absolutely what else
1: uh let's see here
0: what is it yeah what's the story about the fish in found that's now endangered?
1: ah uh, what kind of fish was that a darter um oh, good God. yeah it's uh about yay big what maybe two three centimeters long let's see here uh Federal officials are putting a fish whose habitat is threatened by development in southern states on the endangered list. U.S. Fish and Wildlife recently added the tri-spot darter to the endangered fish list. Uh, the development along the Coosa River in Alabama, Tennessee, and Georgia threatens the fish's water quality due to stormwater runoff. It's probably dead by now with all the storm stormwater runoff we've had. It, <laughs> got news for you. The, place, the, the fish is being placed on the endangered species list, making it illegal for the freshwater fish to be caught or sold. Now, how, well, how do you? I, that's where I was going to go with this. I know where you're going. I, I've been working with you long enough. I don't know because I have actually caught
0: small. You've caught a darter.
1: I have caught it. I've caught two or three species of darters by accident. It was not intentional. It was I was fly fishing. There was a fly floating along, waiting for a trout to eat it. But this little thing came off the bottom and, and ate my fly before I could. I didn't know what it, it was. I, darted it off the d- bottom. It, what a good term! It actually darted and ate my fly. Yes, I've caught two species of darter uh, and, and several other species that are bycatch. I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm my fish identification is really good, and I'm ninety percent sure what I caught one time was a snail darter. And I quickly and carefully released it back into the water immediately. I don't know how you. I don't know how you can't catch a fish. I mean, I understand the concept. They don't want you. I wasn't specifically fishing for it. If you target it, that's one thing, right? And I, I know, think how that's where you, they're going. What
0: fly do you tie for a darter?
1: Well, apparently they like dark caddis. I mean, that's what <laughs> I was throwing. I was throwing a number eighteen black caddis, you know. So the only problem was later in the afternoon, um, we went to another part of the river, and you were talking about the. Uh, the kayakers and stuff like that I was literally having to pause cast to let these boats go through I had to stop fishing to let these people get through that's fine I'm sharing the river got no problem with sharing the river with other people they're having fun I'm having fun I can give it a few minutes they get through I keep fishing the fish go back to what they're doing the only problem is there are three hatches that that fishermen see consistently two of which we don't like one of which we do like There is the plastic hatch, which are kayaks, paddle boards, stuff like that. The rubber hatch, which are all the tubers, and the bikini hatch. Now, I don't mind that hatch so much. It's kind of nice to see when it comes out. There's occasionally caddis and other mayflies out there, but, you know, I'm just saying. I've seen the bikini hatch a few times. and Don't mind fishing when that hatch is coming off. Just saying. Because the only reason I got into radio was for the groupies. I'll tell you that right now.
0: And how's that worked out for you?
1: Not too good.
0: <laughs> You've got somebody fired up already.
1: All right. Well, it was bound to happen, first show of the year. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the groupies?
1: Yeah, I got into this for the fame of the groupies. Gotcha. Wow. Of which I have Oh, the, Although I was confused with fame uh, the other day at the grocery store. Somebody said, hey, your voice sounds familiar. I said, I'm on the radio. I said, I'm on Tony Sanders. He goes, you're Tony Sanders. I said, yes, I am. <laughs> you just ran with it. I just ran with that. So Good for you. Sure, why not? Yes, I am Tony Sanders. I'm, I'm younger than than they thought. And your beard's grown out, too,
0: at this point. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's too funny. Uh, but, yeah, the tri-spot darter is on the endangered species list, so don't go fishing for it.
0: Okay, well, I will try not to do that. All right, let's go to Karen. Hey, Karen,
1: how are you? Hello?
2: You're on the air. Hey, Tony. Good morning. Good morning. This is Karen. Um, Listen, Tony, since we uh, are in the city now, and since our um, wonderful next-door neighbor um, who used to take care of the squirrels, so we shall say, Mm -hmm. in a a very (laughs) kind way, um, has passed away. Right. um, And we have dog restrictions. We are overrun with squirrels. Now, I love making a good uh, Brunswick stew with squirrels, but I, I don't really like going out Against um our uh, our uh, against uh, our new gun regulations here in the city okay so can you help us what can we do to lower the squirrel population?
0: Well, you can actually um as long as you're legally hunting. You can actually hunt inside the city, okay uh, so it may be let me uh, let me get reach out to you uh, after the show and, uh, and we can kind of talk about some of the things that you can do um, okay and uh, but yeah if you are uh, a- again if it's like anything if you don't control the population it is you, you get overrun so
2: it, it is it yeah. is just ridiculous. Yeah, of how many there are?
0: Oh yeah, and they are prolif- yeah, just, prolific.
2: It's absurd. Yeah, and nobody wants. you know, everybody's afraid to you step on anyone's toes I or yeah, uh, do anything offensive to the city. And it's like, oh geez, you know, I'm just out there just blow them away. But sure. um, <laughs> other people say, no, maybe you shouldn't do that. So. <laughs> Um. <laughs> no
0: you have a you have a right to to enjoy your property as well without being damaged and 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 harmed by uh you know even wildlife so uh yeah we we can definitely we can we can definitely help you there
2: okay all right hey, well i appreciate it you bet. the show is fantastic as usual
0: well thank you so much and i will uh i'll get to i'll get with you uh here very soon. Okay. Thank you, Kevin me... All right.
2: Bye-bye. Okay, bye.
0: You know, and, and she brings up a, a point that, that we've talked about. Um, you can legally hunt in the city.
1: Well, it's, it's kind of like one, where we got the show started. It's a common, you know, everybody thinks that fly fishing is just for trout. It's a myth that you, uh, if you're actively engaged in hunting, yes, that's, you can. I that's mean, correct. I mean, now you have to be permitted. You have to have your license. Yep. You have to had gone through the hunter-ed class and all that other yeah, stuff. Yeah, all,
0: all the normal stuff to be legal.
1: Right. But if you're legal and you're actively hunting, you can hunt in the city.
0: Correct. Uh, perfect example is a couple of wildlife management areas in the city.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Inside the I, city limits. So.
1: Well, I, I, now that you say that, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's a great point. That's I can think of two off the top of my head right okay.
0: now. So uh, we, can, we can definitely help her with her squirrel problem. Mm-hmm. And maybe we can get some Brunswick stew out of that made with squirrel.
1: I love Brunswick stew. I love Brunswick stew. I like this idea. We get to hunt. We get Brunswick stew. Hey, that's a win-win. It's a
0: win-win. All right. Let's go pay the final bills of the day. And when we come back, we'll uh, wrap it up the show on Tony Sanders Outdoors.
1: Well, my baby, she's been watching all
0: If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. I weigh 153 and leave.
4: Highway.
0: Welcome back. Tony Sanders Outdoors. I was in La La Land there. Hey, I am talking about resolutions, and I made a couple. I'm going to do a little bit better as far as reporting stuff, and um, I've already forgot the resolutions I said I was going to do. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Take a kid hunting. Um, yeah, definitely going to do that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, wh- I thought of another one, though. Okay. I'm going to get a little more active in the, the, the gun issues. Okay. Um, it is clear to me the anti-gunners have taken a different approach. Having given up on Washington and getting anything done there, they are now going after at the state levels. And we've had, what, multiple stories where they've now made, um, you know, high-capacity magazines illegal in New Jersey. Correct. It's a fourth-degree felony, if you have any. Uh, They have... uh, If you look at the language for Washington State, they no longer sell firearms to people under 21. The problem is the language of it basically has determined that all semi automatics are assault weapons. Correct. All semi automatics. Shotguns included. Shotguns, pistols, because the definition they used to define assault weapon, which is a bogus term anyway. Correct. But the term that, or what they used is, Anything that uses the firing and the energy created in the firing of the ammunition to eject and put a new shell in place, pulling the trigger one time for each shot, all this stuff is what they defined as an assault weapon, which is exactly what any semi-automatic is.
1: Period. Isn't that like 90% of the guns? Yes. Okay.
0: So you've got, It's just, it's time to start, they they they're going. They're using states now. We may be safe in Tennessee right now uh, because of the makeup of the uh, of the legislation, but that's not necessarily saying it's going to be that way in twenty years, thirty years. And you've got you know all the weird stuff that happens in California, mm-hmm. all the weird stuff that happens. I mean, it's very clear the intent is uh, to limit access to firearms, period.
1: Period. And control them. And control them. And this may be a little bit off topic, but I'm going there. I cannot drive to go see my relatives in Massachusetts. I'm permitted to carry, and half the states recognize it, half the states don't. So my right to carry ends at a state line?
0: Yeah. And see, that's a whole... Yeah, that's a, a whole other, other ball other of
1: wax, and I mean, there's so, no answer to that either. But. So
0: I'm going to get a little more involved. I, what we may do, I, I've been I've been kind of thinking, if you, you tuned in today, you heard new music today, we're playing different things, trying different things. I may turn into doing one gun show. I, I don't want to dominate, I don't want to turn into a gun show. Uh, if I do that, I'm probably going to do a podcast. Okay. Outside of the radio. But... What I think I'm going to do is maybe dedicate one Saturday a quarter to specifically talking about gun issues. Maybe do the last last Saturday of every quarter. I don't know. Um, maybe it's every other month. I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to we're going to get a little more active in the gun the gun debate because I'm. Uh, it, it's you know it's it's so funny when I was younger I didn't care. Uh, I didn't carry a gun the first probably five or six years I had a permit. It just, I never did it. But I've, I've gotten more and more involved. And maybe it's all the money, the working with the NRA and the friends of NRA and all, all working with the kids and stuff. And seeing the kids that are involved in the sporting clays and, and skeet shooting, how polite they are, how, how nice they are, yes, how respectful they are. And then seeing others. You know, I don't know what the deal is, but my I've fundamentally shifted. Uh, and so I'm gonna I'm on I'm going you know, again, going back to my other th- I'm gonna be a little more reporterish and get facts and information and things like that. But I'm gonna I'm gonna call a spade a spade. And if, if if you if some state passes a stupid law that's not gonna work, I'm gonna say this is why it's not gonna work. So I'm going to be a little more a little more active in the in the the anti-gun battle.
1: I think a lot of states like New Jersey, they can't ban guns, so they're trying to ban guns by eroding other things like the high capacity magazine a- and you can't have this caliber. Next it'll be well you can't have one that's black. Has to be uh yeah. safety orange. Man. And and
0: so this is this is it's a, a problem I'm having. It's it's a it's a slippery slope uh when you start attacking aspects that i'm I'm telling you i think trump made a huge mistake on the uh on the bump stock i really do i don't need a bump stock to do the same thing Uh, matter of fact i'm gonna go out to the gun range today and prove it sounds good i'm gonna videotape it i'm gonna have fun with it sounds good but i mean the thing of it is it's it's i'm just again i'm gonna get a little more active so got on our calendar a couple things coming up
1: Sand Hill Crane closes the 17th and reopens the 21st for Sand Hill Crane Days. Also coming up on February 2nd, Bayside Baptist. February 9th, Silverdale Baptist. And the 4th, the Chattanooga. Uh, this is the 4th of April. Chattanooga Ducks Unlimited Great Outdoors Festival for Kids out at Covey Creek Farms. Hope to see you all at these events.
0: I'm looking forward to these.
1: You we'll love be, banquet season. We'll, we'll be at
0: Bayside and Silverdale. Looking forward to that. Silverdale will be there. We'll be at Bayside with NRA. Uh, so will be there with Friends of NRA and NRA, both. Uh, and then I'll be there. I'll be it's both of those also as TWRA. So it'll be busy two days. But uh, I'm, I'm glad they're on different nights. Looking forward to it.
1: I'll be there as Tony Sanders.
0: You'll be there as Tony Sanders. All right. J.D., thanks for pushing our buttons, man. See you guys next week. Tony Sanders Outdoors.
1: Spring will soon be here, and you know what that means, grilling and barbecue. You can get everything you need at Don's Meat Shop, 648 Hicks and Pike. Don has steaks such as T-Bone, porterhouse, Ribeyes, and many, many more. You can pick up kebabs, chicken, burgers, pork chops, roast or fish, and try out their seafood. Be sure to try their summer sausage snack sticks. Don has quality meats and great cooking advice, so give him a call at 423-842-1256. Don's is open six days a week, closed Tuesdays. Check them out at donsmeatshop.com and be sure to like them on Facebook.
0: 423 You have been listening to the podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.